Hello, and welcome to this podcast summary of the meeting of the IAASB held in Brussels, Belgium in the week of March 16, 2015. I'm Kathy Healy, IAASB Technical Director, and I'm joined by Professor Arnold Childer, Chairman of the IAASB, Chuck Landis, Deputy Chair, and Merrick Grabowski, Chair of the Disclosures Task Force. Welcome, gentlemen. Arnold, could you touch on the highlights of this week's board meeting? Well, Kathy, that's not so easy because there were actually so many highlights. I think the most important highlight we should start with, and I'm very pleased with that, that the board approved a package of amendments to the ISAs for the disclosures project. And the task force chair, Mark Grabowski, will say some words about this in a moment. Another interesting element was that it was the first meeting for five new board members. That's more new board members than usual. We had Fiona Campbell from Australia, Ron Saloli from Canada, Sayaka Sumida from Japan, Bob Dorer from the USA, and Richard Sarko from Russia. So it's great that they all were there, and I'm sure I know they, they enjoyed it a lot. And it was indeed a very stimulating meeting because of a range of new initiatives and so much of that was covered in a very short period of time. Three new projects um, were very key to that. Um, quality control, financial institutions and group audits. And I would invite our deputy chair, Chuck Landers, to uh, make some more comments about these three projects, also how it came together in the end. Thanks, uh, Chuck, please. Thank you, Arnold. And uh, I certainly agree with you that uh, it was an extreme, extremely stimulating meeting. So let me do, in fact, uh, touch upon those, those three items that you mentioned. First on quality control. Uh, the board agreed to a proposal to move that project forward, but what we really want to do is make sure that we have identified all the key items that need to be addressed. And so uh, we, we've decided that we really need to do a little bit more outreach through uh, discussion paper and elsewhere to find what will really make a difference in uh, quality control. But certainly some of the issues that we've touched upon uh, are tone at the top and, and included in that I, I would include the governance of the firm, some engagement performance issues, particularly engagement quality control review, and, and then monitoring, just, just to touch upon uh, a couple of items that we talked about. But, but as I mentioned, what, what we really want to do is, is to figure out what differences uh, can we make to the standard that will uh, have a real impact on, on the firms. Uh, second uh, project that you mentioned, Arnold, dealt with financial institutions. And um, here we had the pleasure of, of listening to, to a group uh, outside of the board that included a, a banking regulator, which we found very helpful, an IASB representative that was able to bring uh, the accounting perspective, particularly in light of a, of a new uh, IFRS standard coming out shortly, and then a bank auditor, uh, somebody who actually uh, is dealing with the audits of financial institutions institutions on a, on a day-in, day-out basis, and so uh, that, that was certainly very stimulating uh, for the board to hear 
from all three of those individuals. Um, here again, I think the board felt that we probably need a little bit more information before we know exactly how to move forward. And so once again, the, the, the idea of a discussion paper uh, was talked about. Thirdly, on, on group audits, and this too is a, just another extremely important project in, in our work strategy, uh, and there was, like on the preceding two, a very lively debate o over the issues uh, that are being experienced in practice around compliance with the ISAs, uh, specifically in the performance of, of a group audit. Um, and, and we talked about such things as the engagement partner responsibilities in a group audit, how much uh, evidence does one need from component auditors. We're thinking about uh, a number of different issues, again, all focused uh, around how to improve group audits to make for a higher quality auditing uh, standard. And, and so what you might have detected as I explained all three of those uh, is the need that as a board we feel that we do need uh, actually more information from our very important stakeholders. And so uh, the board decided this week that what we would do rather than going out with three different discussion papers is really to combine all of that uh, into a single uh, discussion paper and, and really to step back and focus on what can make a significant difference in, in terms of improving audit quality. And so therefore it will be very important that we develop this discussion paper uh, that will get the attention of regulators, it will get the attention of investors and other users so that as a board we can be better informed in terms of uh, what they see and, and what they need. But, uh, I think for for the board, this overarching discussion outreach uh, will be extremely important for us in order to identify uh, the, the changes in the standard that will, in fact, uh, make a real difference in audit quality. Thanks, Chuck. Building on that theme, Merrick, can you tell us a little more about Disclosures Project and how you think what you think the benefits to audit quality will be? Yes, thank you, Cathy. And um, <clears throat> I am, of course, all, also very pleased that the board approved the package of changes across uh, 10 ISAs uh, to address disclosures in the financial statement audit. Um, as the financial reporting model has evolved, we've seen um, more and more disclosures um, in the financial statements, um, and particularly qualitative disclosures uh, with disclosures becoming more integral um, to the financial statements. Um, not only that, the information in disclosures um, has become far more important and in some cases quite critical to users of the financial statements uh, to help them understand the financial position and financial performance of the entity. Uh, these developments, of course, uh, have posed some uh, interesting challenges uh, for all, all stakeholders. But recognising the importance of uh, disclosures for those reasons, uh, the board undertook a project to consider whether the ISAs could be enhanced in this area, 
but also recognised that the issues um, couldn't all be solved by the IAASB on its own. Um, and the work that we've been doing um, has been in parallel with ongoing work by uh, the IASB and other accounting standard setters. Early on, we received um, very valuable input from a discussion paper um, with responses for, for, from a wide range of different stakeholders. Uh, and this helped the IASB to shape its response uh, as to what could be done to address some of the issues. Outreach uh, with many key stakeholders throughout the project then helped us uh, develop uh, the necessary changes. Um, early on, we recognised that the ISAs essentially did reflect an appropriate risk-based approach to auditing disclosures. Uh, we found that there were explicit uh, requirements throughout the ISAs um, to disclosures, but um, it was agreed that we could contribute to an improvement um, in the quality of auditing uh, in this area by focusing auditors uh, particularly on disclosures um, earlier in the audit and then throughout the audit process. Um, in the course of finalising uh, the project, uh, we have elevated um, some of the application material to um, a few requirements uh, up to uh, new requirements. Um, these were uh, matters that we um, exposed uh, in the exposure draft, um, but we think that this will strengthen and support the existing requirements for disclosures, um, and we've also uh, provided more guidance um, to help support the implementation of these requirements um, as disclosures continue to evolve. In the end, this should make the standards both more inspectable and more practical for auditors to implement. Uh, the uh, changes will be effective um, for the same date as the auditor reporting project changes and those um, in revised ISA 720. Uh, this should avoid opening the standards multiple times and should help practitioners, in particular those in the SMP sector, to apply all of the revised uh, and new standards at, at one time. Recognising the concerns in that sector, the SMP sector, about the extent and pace of change uh, isn't always easy, but uh, we have tried to um, recognise this uh, in, in, in this way and also uh, by providing some uh, further guidance for audits in that sector. Uh, the staff publication, which was uh, published uh, in draft um, when the exposure draft was put out, uh, will also be finalised for publication with the uh, final ISA amendments and this should help a broad range of stakeholders uh, to understand how the changes to the ISAs fit together with existing requirements uh, and guidance and effectively tell the story of uh, auditing disclosures throughout the audit. Um, this should also assist the SMP sector with implementation. Uh, finally, I might just say that the IASB will also be continuing to collaborate and cooperate with others interested in this area, uh, in particular the IASB. Um, we recognise that this is key in advancing towards uh, improved disclosures overall. Thank you, Merrick. Arnold, over to you for any final thoughts on the meeting. Hello. Listening again to both what Chuck and Mark have shared with us, 
Uh, it's very impressive that there was so much on this week's agenda. And uh, Mark, of course, my warm congratulations on uh, having this package regarding disclosure approved unanimously by the board. But yeah, there were more topics as well. Uh, one was on the uh, project of the ethics board, the YESBA, on, on so-called NOCLAR, the, the non-compliance with laws and regulations. And we heard a very interesting presentation, a very informative presentation by Caroline Gartner, the chair of the task force uh, in the YESBA. And uh, the board agreed to establish a working group to develop an IWC project proposal on the topic and to make recommendations for a likely exposure draft with, let's say, conforming amendments, so amendments that need to be made in some ISAs to conform with uh, the, the, the NOCLAR project. And we hope to discuss that in, in June, of course. Um, but in addition to that, we also discussed integrated reporting. And we got an update from the chair of that project, uh, Melan Calsal. And we are awaiting with great interest the feedback document from the IRRC on their consultation papers uh, regarding in particular assurance to integrated reporting. We have been monitoring the work of the, IRRC, the IRRC uh, for several years with great interest. Um, but now it comes more and more close to the question, well, and what about assurance to integrated reporting? And, and is there a need for us to do more in that area? So we are preparing for um, a public uh, comment um, when uh, the IRC publishes this feedback. That will be a short comment, but also indicate that uh, we may need to do more work from there. And uh, Manon's group is uh, preparing uh, very well for that. There was also a presentation by uh, our board member, Professor Annette Keuler, uh, assisted by Deputy Director Nancy Kemp, on uh, the feedback from five research projects, academic research projects, that were uh, carried out under the sponsorship program of the so-called IAAER, with funding by KPMG. Very interesting how Annette uh, shared with the board how these projects had been carried out and what the relevance of that uh, could be to various IWC projects like integrated reporting, like audit reporting, and others. And having uh, the pleasure of being in Brussels, um, that was well used by uh, staff to organize also several external presentations. So first, um, we had a presentation by the deputy chair of the International Forum on Independent Audit Regulators, Janine van Diggelen, uh, together with Marjolein Doblado, um, the chair of their Standards Coordination Working Group, and we liaise intensively with IFR and this standards group. And Janine and Marjolein updated us in particular on the very recent uh, survey um, of inspection findings 2014 published by IFR. And uh, I think that was a very good and very helpful exchange. And that was followed by a presentation by uh, Nathalie Berger, the head of the Audit and Credit Rating Agencies Unit of the European Commission. And Natalie provided insight to the board about the recent changes with regard to audit reform in Europe. And, uh, well, it was 
I think, very illuminating to many of the board coming from outside of Europe to hear how much uh, the Commission uh, basically has, has changed in this area um, with uh, uh, that, uh, the finalization by the Parliament and the Council of Ministers. So that was very helpful, and of course, uh, the European Commission is an official observer to all of our meetings, so we're very pleased with that presentation. There was another presentation uh, externally as well, because we also had an initial uh, exploration, let me call it that way, of some issues related to the topic of agreed upon procedures, which is also a project on board. And our board member, Ron Saloli, uh, introduced three members uh, coming from the European Commission, but also Hilde Blomme, the deputy director of the FEE, the European Accountants Organization. Um, on some specific aspects of applying agreed upon procedures in the context of uh, the European Commission financing a number of important uh, research projects. And uh, that was met with great interest. So all in all, I think, Cathy, it was a very rich uh, meeting. And I'm looking back on that with uh, great pleasure. Thanks. Thank you, Arnold. The next meeting of the board will be held via teleconference in late April or early May, details of which will be available on our website. The next physical meeting of the board will be held the week of June 15th to the 19th, 2015, in New York. At that meeting, the board will continue its discussions on the topics of quality control, financial institutions, and group audits, as well as the de deliberations on the Ethics Board's NOCLAR proposals and the implications on the IAASB's standards. The board will also look at feedback on its exposure draft related to auditor reporting on special purpose financial statements. Finally, the board hopes to kick off discussions on new topics such as professional skepticism, the effective, the effective data analytics on the audit, and agreed upon procedures. This concludes the podcast summary of the IAASB's March 2015 meeting. Meeting highlights and a full audio recording of the board discussions will also be available on the IAASB website. Thank you for listening.